All right, we're back on the revolution. Corey, what do you got today? Controversy. You want to stir up some controversy? Yeah, why not? I, I might want to as well. Good, we don't get enough of that in tennis. It can't be controversy about the greatest ever. That's I thought that was old news. That's gone. <laughs> we decided that a long time ago, so certainly we're not going to talk about that again. Nah, maybe we will. Uh, i tell you what else I want to talk about. I want Andy back. Yeah, Andy Murray? Oh, yeah. Hip injury? Oh, yeah. But more importantly, the American Andy. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we'll talk about my appeal, my appeal. Hall of Famer. To the Hall of Famer to bring it on home. So, Anything else? I got a lot. I can't wait. Clay court season? Nope, not yet. <laughs> of course so, not. Yeah, so we'll talk about the 15-second hard court season. Uh, before Women's court. tennis, good matches this week? Yes. We didn't see any of on them. On the internet? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I was up all night streaming women's tennis. Hashtag sexist tennis. <laughs> so that and a little more uh, on the revolution. Thanks for listening. From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Revolution is back. We are the back. 2002 podcast. Roger Federer, number one in the world. Is he? <laughs> they got to listen to find out. We are back barely. It is so cold outside. <laughs> Why would anybody listen to a tennis podcast yeah. in this weather? <laughs> because they can't play. Holy hell. Everything else to do. Awful outside. It's rainy and it's cold and miserable, which is why we're recruiting early. How exciting <laughs> is right. that? But the good news is all the tournaments being played are over. No, that's not true. (laughs) The finals for the men in New York are going on right now. But fortunately, the rest of the world is ahead time-wise. So we've got some finals done, so at least we can talk intelligibly. No, (laughs) not really, but at least knowing the results. So what's going on, man? Not much. You got rained out today? Yes, again. (laughs) This has been the worst winter for tennis I can remember. Welcome to Texas, where it's freezing cold and rainy. Yeah, this weekend last year it was 80, but now we're dealing with this. What, do you keep a diary? <laughs> well, it's our tournament weekend, so I just remember. Dear diary, <laughs> week 17 of league play. It was sunny today. Yes. The birds were chirping, and my backhand's still awful. <laughs> Your backhand's not awful. <laughs> it's it's so memorable. It's peculiar. Yes. Um. Some would say odd, mm-hmm. but it's not awful. It's <laughs> yeah. effective, right? I'm like one of those players that, that uh, you're like, I don't know how it goes in, but it does occasionally. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And you don't teach people that backhand, do you? <laughs> no, no, Okay, I don't. Thank, I don't. thankfully. You know, like Mr. Roger Federer decided, hey, he decided to ruin the one-handed backhand for the I, rest of history right. by saying, I'll, I will not teach my children this. <laughs> so how many how many people's games did he ruin right, right there? <laughs> did you ever tell a story about the opposing coach that asked about my backhand. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. <laughs> it's okay. We can pretend you already did. Nah, I did. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear no, about that. Not at it's, all. Uh, best best left unsaid. I think is the phrase you want to use. <laughs> they for were that? and they were awestruck by my backhand. Awestruck to leave it at that. I guess that yeah that covers it. <laughs> no, as long as you don't as long as you're not spreading that nonsense to other <laughs> players, then I I've got nothing to say. Well and. I don't understand. I thought the one-handed backhand was becoming obsolete, 
And then we've got the bunch of guys under 24 that are still hitting one hand. I know. So it's like, makes you wonder how long it's going to be around. Thank you, Pete Sampras. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Roger Federer. That's right. <laughs> He's got a one-hander as well. And, I mean, Dimitrov now. and Well, no, and, but I mean, all these youngsters oh, yeah. are because of. Of course. But why did Roger hit a one-hander? Probably because of Sampras. Hey, his favorite <laughs> player. Just in case you're wondering. I did read some uh, discouraging comments, to say the least. On the <laughs> Is it Agassi one of them? Um, I don't remember. Uh, it was on Twitter. Yeah, he it, said something on Twitter about better the greatest ever or something. Well, it was a whole situation. It was it was multiple players from multiple errors <laughs> saying, you know, you just watch the guy and you just say, hey, why do I even right. play this game? It's crap like that. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, just depressing, to be quite honest with you. It yeah. is sort of like a snowball effect of there's only so many things that uh, – that we can argue against his case at this point. Well, again, we talked about either the choice is, is only two things. Either he is the greatest of all time and it's not even close. Right. Or this error is so weak that that's not even close. It's one or the other. Right. And evidence, you know, item number 719, he just wins Rotterdam Two and two over Dimitrov. <laughs> two and two. Yeah, over Dimitrov. Uh, is Dimitrov Who's what, uh, like three in the world? I was about to say, is Dimitrov forty-seven in the world? No, <laughs> he should be. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, if everything was all equal, um, yeah, it's depressing, man. It's just depressing. And so the problem is, that, like I said last week, the problem is you just don't know. You can't tell. Well, and what's funny is you talk about you know every other sport you. You talk about like strength of schedule or quality of wins and that kind of thing. And in tennis, that's never talked about. It's just how many did you win or how long were you number one? Or right. Um, whereas they don't talk about you know who did you beat to get there. Whereas- when it, and to me, it matters even more because it's an individual sport. Right. You know, if you have if you have uh, like like the Eagles this year, they beat the Patriots. Oh right. thank God! Oh thank God! <laughs> um, Sixburg still in the house. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I got, I got <laughs> sidetracked by the greatest franchise in all the sports, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Something about how they beat the best team, or maybe I'm assuming that was where you're going. Well, we, well, okay. So in football, you it makes more sense to you know because you have 22 players on each side, and so there's so many variables that you know, lend themselves to a team being good or bad or whatever. And with so many people in this, you know, in the world, well, not in the world, duh, <laughs> in, in this kind of country playing football, it sort of evens out, you know. In other words, it's not like you can look at the Patriots and say, man, I don't know. I don't know if their five championships would stack up right. against, you know, San Fran's 40, you know, the 49ers four well, and uh, there's or five. And there's probably a hundred great football players so well, the talent's always gonna be spread out right that that's the word i'm looking tennis for. there's right i'm you know, five maybe i'm mumbling through this when you <laughs> summed it up better uh you were an english major right that's right yeah speak english don't correct my grammar um fans so yeah so that's what i think it kind of evens it out and whereas with individual sports you can't tell because they're all just playing each other but right. listen i mean 
Nadal and Federer are both, what, 47 and 48 years old, Uh respectively? (laughs) So they are 5,000 points ahead. (laughs) 5,000 points almost ahead of the number three player. Yeah, I saw that. It's ridiculous. Without even playing most of the tournaments. Oh, my God. I did hear a crazy stat, which, again... As much as I hate supporting your arguments, I seem to do it every week. But there was I saw a stat that nobody has won a no man has won a grand slam that was born after nineteen ninety. Holy crap. Which tells you every man that's twenty seven or younger, they have had zero grand slams, which if that doesn't tell you it's the weakest era, what does? Wow. I mean, isn't that insane? That's insane. I guess Del Potra was the closest, but he's he must be twenty eight or twenty nine. Holy insane crap. Insane with Chilich. That is ridiculous. Well, I mean, listen. So they're, I mean, Chilich, Zverev, Dimitrov, Team, Goffin, who almost lost an eye, by the way. I heard about that. Um, that's the that rounds out the top seven. <laughs> so you don't think that's the weakest error? <laughs> Wait a minute, I've got number eight. <laughs> Jacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> let me or let me John sh- Isner. Let me show you who number eight is. <laughs> Just for those out there listening, I just <laughs> This is going to be the anti-Jack Sock podcast. I showed, <laughs> I showed him a picture of Jack Sock on my phone. It is, he is number eight, right? The number one American in the world. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. The strongest you know, era, era you know in American tennis. how big of a fan I would be of Jack Sock if he wasn't number eight in the world? Yeah. If he was number 27 in the world and he was the fourth best American... Right. I'd have Jack Sock underoos, <laughs> all right? Right. But he's not. But that just, again, another support to your argument that the fact that he could be number eight tells you that this era is very weak. And the worst part is, better could be the best ever. Right. I'm edging my bets towards he would be. Right. Because you watch him hit a forehand, and you're like, holy hell, that's quite a forehand or a backhand. Yeah. His volleys are getting better. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the serve, the return, you know, right. his, his overall tactics, his, you know, emotional control, all those things. And you're like, wow, that is quite amazing, sir. Yeah. Except for against Nadal, but that's another story. Uh, oh, and, uh, <laughs> d- you know, uh, Djokovic. Right. Uh, another story. But, uh, but yeah, so my point being is, is that uh, it really hurt. I guess it doesn't hurt him because everyone is falling all over themselves to just say 20. It's not even close, but uh, I'm sorry. Well, if you if you replace Federer, let's start with Australia last year, and you put a healthy Djokovic in Federer's place, don't you think he would have won three Grand Slams also? Or oh, maybe even, Or maybe yeah. even more? <laughs> he might have won four out of five. Huh. Because, uh, I mean, there's, uh, cause there's been no competition. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, why wouldn't – or same with Nadal. I mean, Nadal did win two out of five. And he's not even at his peak. Right. Nadal's wor- in, worse off than Federer is right now. Yeah. I don't think anybody would say Nadal's playing better than he, he was no. his first Grand Slam guy no. if he played himself. You know, whereas Federer said, if I played my current self or my very first Grand Slam self, who would win? Right. And he's saying the now. And I'm like, really? Yeah, and maybe the only part that we don't credit Federer for, Federer for is that he has – adjusted his game based on his, you know, age. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of players that aren't able to do that. Like right. Agassi pretty much played the same way even until he was 35, which was amazing because he was playing kind of a grinding baseline style up until age 35, but Federer's play is playing way shorter points now than he ever has. Right. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, and Nadal's done the same thing. You yeah. know, he's really changed his game from a clay court. But I guess when you're playing a bunch of shit, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding out there. And everybody said that Nadal couldn't do it. They said, oh, you know, he gets a thirty, he's done because he can't. You know, he can't be grinding out these points. And on clay, he's still pretty much unbeatable, even at thirty-one. God, what a disaster! <laughs> what a disaster for our game. So I didn't see the golf fan getting hit, but I. So the ball hit his racket first and then hit him? Yeah, it glanced off the yeah. frame and hit him in the Don't eye. Don't you find that's the way that most people get hit? I've seen that happen probably 25, 30 times. No, my, one of my guys hit a guy today on oh, yeah? a short forehand. And he was at the In net? doubles. And he had oh, the in doubles, yeah. Um, I mean, in doubles, yeah. But with in singles, a it's he hard hit to get hit. Backhand it's hard to get hit in singles, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without of course. something crazy happening. Yeah. Unless you come in on a short ball. Right. Or do one of those uh, dink and dunks where you're trying to hit drop shots back right, and drop forth. Drop shot and lob you, or something. And you just hit a shitty one and they come in and <laughs> blast you. Um, I forget you see college tennis all the time. So there's lots of hits. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, that was brutal. I mean, that you know what an unlucky son of a gun. But he man. didn't finish the match, right? No. Yeah. Didn't play another point. And so he broke his ankle at the French by running into the backstop. Tarp or whatever, yeah. And now this. Yeah. So that's, unlucky. unlucky. He actually, I mean... As much as we make fun of Jack Sock, Goffin is, is a legitimate top 10 player, I think. If you take away his injury issues, because he didn't even play Wimbledon and he's still top 10. Right. I mean, he has the ability to be top 10. <laughs> and we don't, just for everybody knows, we don't hate Jack Sock. We just think he's <laughs> not. If that's your standard bearer for a top 10 <laughs> right. player, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. And two and two. Dimitrov, two and two. <sighs> Federer was the one seed as a wild card. Which I don't, you know, that's fine. Yeah. And that was a decent field. Yeah. Dimitrov is the two. He makes it to the finals. And he beats them two and two. <laughs> and so they had three top ten players, which for a uh, 250 or for a 500 tournament is not bad. Zivera, he actually had four. Zivera yeah, Zivera lost golf early. I think Wawrinka and Burdich, I mean, you know, they're old, but they're still quality. Yes, I mean, that's got to be the best field that tournament's had in, in a few years. But, uh, so anyway, it just, it, when someone made a comment to me, they said, I don't remember there being this much high level tennis between Australia and Indian Wells. And I obviously Federer played just for the number one ranking, even though he said that the number one ranking meant nothing to him. He all of a sudden signs up for this tournament. Right. He hadn't played in five years. Yeah. But, but it did, it did add some interest to the tournament. And then he loses the first set in that match. It was that unfortunately the second and third set sucked, but it did make that event a little more interesting. Because otherwise, I yeah. wouldn't have kept oh, yeah. up with it. If yeah. he wasn't playing, yeah. I wouldn't have kept up. Well, just there's an, yet another example, because those are the kind of tournaments that the big four wouldn't play, right? or only one of them would play, and then maybe somebody have a chance to win. Well, what happens? Federer shows up, they don't have a chance to win anymore. Right. But that's a reason why it's an artificial, these artificial rankings, because had Federer not played like normal, Dimitrov wins the tournament, improves his ranking, he looks great even though he beat nobody and right. proves nothing. Like you said, it winning proves nothing if you don't beat anybody on the way there. Yeah, I mean, and we've I, seen that time and time again in these tournaments where people make the semis or finals and you never see them again because they beat nobody. Right, Ostapenko. Yeah. Um, the and women played... Sloan Stevens. The women played, by the way. <laughs> yeah, now, I felt bad for our girl. Well, no one in America would know. Right. Because it wasn't even on BN. Yeah, I only know because I saw highlights, which I thought was funny that the Tennis Channel had highlights of a tournament they didn't have, <laughs> which I guess, I mean, ESPN does that too, but it's just weird to see 
highlights of a tournament and then you don't have the tournament. It's like, oh, let me watch the next round. Oh, we don't have it. It was, um, yeah, you had Kvitek and Wozniacki in a three-setter in the semis. Knockdown, you know, knockdown, yeah. drag out would have been Kerber wonderful. Kvitova? Kvitova. Oh, she beat Kerber in the, in the quarters then. Would have been an absolute, you know, um, yeah, also a three-setter. Yeah. And um, that was a great match, I heard. Yeah. So, yeah, but how how would you know? Because you don't get BN? Nope, because it's not on TV anywhere. <laughs> so, and again, sexism, I say nay. <laughs> it is not. It is a lack of uh, interest in tennis in, in this country in general. Yeah. And then the WTA's inability to negotiate for, you know, whatever in right. America. Now, maybe... You know, I don't know because BN kind of is like an international channel or something. Yeah, so maybe and they had something else going on. fifty years of soccer on, <laughs> like n- n- as far as I could see on the on the you know my Directv guide. Yeah, it was soccer as far as the eye could see, and and I was I'm looking for that. I'm like, all right, it's BN. What else? I mean, is there a BN two? I don't know. Is there a, a BN Ocho? I don't know what we're right. doing here. Um. So yeah. So soccer wins again. So you uh, had you know even more top ten players in that tournament. And it's not even televised. That's pretty. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, it was not not good. And and again, I don't know why. I don't want to go casting aspersions at the yeah. the folks at the WTA, but it's somebody's fault. And I can't just. I can't imagine it's just sexism because I would have much rather have watched. <laughs> you know, you had Wozniacki, Halep, Svitolina, Muguruza, Pliskova. So almost everybody. Except everybody but Serena. Ostapenko, Garcia, Kerber was the eight seed. I mean, that's Julia Gerges was the nine. Joanna Conta was the ten. Yeah, that's pretty much every player. Miladinovic, Keys. I mean, <sighs> unbelievable. And and nowhere to be found. Now, it might be on BN, like, <laughs> Take next Thursday oh. <laughs> at 2 a.m. or something. Yeah. And so you so, just spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Can you explain to me how Mladenovich is number 11 in the world and she's lost like 15 matches in a row? She sure has. <laughs> she's back, though. She's kind of turned it around as of late. Did she win a match? She, oh, I didn't know she mul- had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple matches. Not in this tournament, though. Uh, Fed Cup. Oh, but doesn't that doesn't count to your tour? Well, as a human. Yeah. <laughs> as a human being, <laughs> right. it does because, <laughs> you know, you're still playing professional women. Right. And it was just... And, and some of that was injury-related, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It wasn't but, just her she, collapsing. Well, I don't know. She did win around in Doha. Oh, okay, so. good. So the streak is broken officially. Yeah. I thought she lost first round. No, that would have been a bummer. <laughs> that would have been a bummer. So so the only other tournament we've got going is, um, so Dominic team won a 250. Who cares? So they had another 250 in addition to New York. I think we talked about that last week. Right. You had three tournament, three men's tournaments going on at the same time. Right, a five hundred and two two fifties, and um, and yeah, I mean Dominic team was the one, and won it two and four. And I don't think that was televised here. If it was, I never saw. I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah. So the New York Open, I turned it over to the channel, and my wife took a double take, and she said, "Is that in black and white?" <laughs> and then the and then the player came into the frame, and oh wait, what? Is that a racial comment? Oh wow! No, not my wife. <laughs> Related to the match, uh, wonderful, wonderful, the famous match from that tournament. What with uh, Young and Harrison? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my God! I forgot all about that. Holy <laughs> crap! All hell's breaking loose. Yeah, again, I didn't wade into this Twitter war. I just left it alone. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. It didn't help us get a whole lot of listeners. I don't. Think. How did you figure that out with so quickly with Twitter? Most people take years to learn. Yeah, the lesson. I, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, although I did uh, see a, a couple of uh, uh, tweets 
because there, there were people all around. So, right. right. So if you don't know what happened in the New York Open, which, uh, like I said, is a 250 happening, oh, I don't know, in New York, <laughs> uh, in the actually Nassau Coliseum where the New York Islanders play. And uh, I guess the Brooklyn... Oh, do they play there too? I don't know. Nets? I mean, that's not in Brooklyn, so why would they? <laughs> I, I really, I don't know where they play, to be honest with you. Um, but it's, uh, they had two courts set up indoors, so it's inside, which is a whole other issue. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what round it was, but um, two Americans, two kind of Americans in a similar situation where they've been out right. there for a little while and haven't lived up to expectations. Right. Um, and also not neither known for their courtesy or friendliness from what or, I've been or told. Or maturity. Yeah. Right. Um, so Donald Young and Ryan Harrison playing in the first round, and Ryan Harrison, who's had a little more success as of late, but I expect, yeah. you know, I don't think he's going to be our next Jack Sock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack Sock. Damn it. Well, no one can live up to those lofty goals. We love you, Jack. We are, we, <laughs> listen, I bleed red, white, and blue, baby. <laughs> Uh, he can have the same grand sum results as Jack Sock. In fact, yeah. he did better than Jack Sock at the Australian. Right. So, anywho, so Ryan Harrison, um, a young white fella, and Donald Young, a black fella. Uh, and the reason I say that <laughs> is not... Um, yeah, that ex- that does apply. That does apply to the story. So, in this 250, in the first round in New York, they were jawing at each other on a changeover, and Donald Young tweets out just... Out of the blue, I, I didn't. I didn't see the match. Um, I didn't either. And even if you did, they don't really. There's no mics like that close. You can't ever tell what well, they're saying. And remember, usually. I just said that last week. Right. You're. I was genius. saying yes. Why can't they have these exchanges mic'd up? And right. That would have resolved this whole controversy. Well, that too. Right. Or, exactly. or made it worse, depending made on it, what happened. Would have made it fantastic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Um. So Donald Young, who's the black guy, tweeted out. I'm so disappointed in, I can't remember the exact tweet, but I'm so disappointed in, you know, Ryan Harrison, you know, basically accusing him of, I mean, and directly right. accusing him, him of making a racial remark. Um, here it is right here. I'm shocked. And this is quote from <laughs> Donald Young's Twitter. Uh, I'm shocked and disappointed Ryan Harrison to hear you tell me how you really feel about me as a black tennis player in the middle of our New York match. I thought this was supposed to be an inclusive gentleman's sport. So, first of all, what in the hell have you been watching for the last couple of years? <laughs> it is certainly certainly not a gentleman's sport with a bunch of jackasses out there. You know, <laughs> um, So that's what Donald Young's tweet was um, after that match. And then... Of course, Twitter blew up, and obviously out of the gate, just assuming it was all true. Right, of course. And so um, so then Ryan Harrison um, replies pretty soon after, and this is his Twitter, quote from his Twitter, the accusations made by Donald Young tonight following our match are absolutely untrue. I'm extremely disappointed that someone would say this in reaction to a lost tennis match. Any video slash audio will 100% clear me, and I encourage anyone with the available resources to find it. So what did he mean by that? Available resources. (laughs) No, but, and of course, I mean, like you said, he must have been listening to the pod last week too because, uh, you know, he knows that there 
is no available resources. But um, somebody tweeted at Ryan Harrison, uh, uh, Mike Bruno, Mike underscore Bruno 55, um, replied to him and a tennis writer, Ben Rothenberg. And he, and this, I don't, I'm not saying this is actually true. I'm just telling you what people tweeted. Right. Um, this kid is claiming to be a ball boy. He said, I was one of the ball boys working that match. I was standing right behind them. Not one thing was mentioned about race. There was cursing and threatening to fight outside. <laughs> uh, and Ryan made fun of Young's height. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which I don't understand. Why was that match that acrimonious to begin with? Like, were there contentious, you know, things going on, or just he didn't want to lose, or because I know Ryan Harris is pretty hot headed, but I don't see him getting in fights with opponents very often. Well, but if you're an opponent that's an American and maybe you've been around each other a lot, yeah. then it's more there might be something built up. For yeah, previous... it's like it's like I cuss at you on breaks <laughs> in the podcast. It's just I'm around right. you all the time, so I wouldn't I wouldn't cuss at other hosts, just you. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what the history is, um, but Ben Rothenberg, who Again, he's a freelance writer for the New York Times and and whatever else, and he's got a podcast, um, a tennis podcast also. And he was kind of, uh, I mean, I don't need, I don't know if he's there or I don't know what's going on. Well, he writes for the New York Times, maybe he is there. Um, but he he sort of has done, you know, we obviously we're not going to do any um, research whatsoever on anything. No. However. I think he's a professional. So, um, but he um, he said so. I'm looking for his tweet now, but he addressed it as well and said there was no evidence um, himself. You know, on his Twitter, he said something. I don't want to just want to give the well, actual quote. And obviously, you know, we don't know, but it does. It did seem to me when I first heard it pretty dubious, just because. I think most people nowadays are smart enough not to say things when other people are around. If you're going to say something like that, you're not going to say it in front of fans and ball boys and umpires. And Is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, I wait till I'm in <laughs> private so nobody else can hear. Um, but I just think that even at the heat of the moment, I can't picture Harrison saying a racial, making a racial comment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely you would think that it's unrealistic and it's such a public setting. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, if they're in a private, you know, a practice well, no, no, match even and- if he said, I mean, he might've said it to him face to face, but on one of two courts right. being broadcast on television for the love of Pete, I don't think, you know, I mean, and again, people are dumb. Don't get me wrong. And, and, you know, if you're going to be a racist, you, you may not really care about public um, outcry. <laughs> And so maybe, but yeah, I, I agree that it's it's less likely, um, and whatever. But anyway, so he, um, damn it, where is his tweet? He's got five billion tweets, man. <laughs> well, what would be interesting if would be if they did an investigation and, and obtained the audio. You know what would happen to either player with how it came out. You know, if it came out they didn't say anything racial, would they do anything to Donald Young? And if it came out the other way, would they do anything to Ryan Harrison? Well, the. The ATP tour did investigate and found there was no evidence of it. Yeah. And so, you know. So I would think that, I don't think it, I wouldn't think it would end at that because I would think Harrison would, you know, claim slander or that kind of thing. Right. Well, the official statement from the ATP clears Harrison of all racial accusations. So I would be pretty pissed off if I was Ryan Harrison. But if that comes across, I mean, that takes care of it. Right. 
you know, so now Donald Young sitting there knowing that not only did he make a childish decision to, you know, fabricate something about somebody just because right. they were getting pissy with each other, but the worst thing, particularly in the Twitter world, is certainly the worst thing <laughs> you can do. Um, and so he took the worst charge of being a racist and, and seemingly made it up. Right. And that's that's pretty brutal. And that's what I mean. It's I don't think for Harrison it stops because there are going to be people there are going to be people that associate him with that for at least some amount of time. You right. know, people never read the follow up information, they just hear the story and that's they're not going to go and look at well how'd that turn out a month ago, you know. Right. Right. Well, Ben Roth Rothenberg, who again apparently gets uh, mistaken for Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> a lot, the football That's how you know about him. Player right? for the Steelers. <laughs> right. I got him. Yeah, I was like, why is Roethlisberger talking about tennis so much? <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, but he, uh, he's done some other interesting work and, uh, it involves maybe another way that Twitter, tennis Twitter can get things wrong. Oh, geez. Devastatingly wrong. And we'll talk about that when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. So do you have any clue what I'm about to tell you? Not do I ever. In, ter- <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of tennis Twitter getting it wrong? No, I don't think so. I'm excited. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat like all of our listeners. Um, I don't think you should be. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it's not, I don't, worth, not worth that kind of uh, yeah anticipation. Okay, so. Tennis Twitter, as we have discussed, I waded into that uh, <laughs> quagmire and uh, got bit right in the ass. Right. And I wasn't even doing anything it only, wrong. It only took like a couple hours. Just trying to be reasonable. But I learned. And I learned. Anyway, um, Ben Rothenberg, again, he's got a podcast and he's a writer for tennis. And again, I- I'm amazed that there are tennis writers in america it's incredible <laughs> to me because there's not even tennis right. in america so <laughs> strange um i kid Jack suck. i kid come on now you <laughs> well can there be is a, there is women's tennis oh excellent point Just, excellent point but, but yes. that's not popular either nobody cares no. about our sport i love our sport which is why we do this damn podcast right we so, care all right so during the Australian Open, we had all that uh, hubbub with tennis, not the game, the person, Sandgren. Right. The young fella who, um, American journeyman, if you will, uh, who made a run, a, a career-changing run for him um, in, you know, in the Australian. And Twitter folks were trying to, you know, put forth stuff saying he was racist, blah, 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 whatever. Who cares? That's the quagmire right. I, I waited into. <laughs> Um, wisely, I might add. Well, there was a, a story somewhat connected to that whole situation. Twitter, basically tennis Twitter. There was a Macedonian tennis player. 
First of all, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. First of all, do you know what tennis player? No. Are you familiar with where <laughs> Macedonia might be? I thought it was in the history books. You know, it, it, it still existed. It doesn't seem like it would. <laughs> it's east of America. I can tell you that. There you go. Um, Greece. Okay. Near Greece or part of Greece or something. Who knows? The well, movie? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so a Macedonian tennis player named Darko, I don't know how to say. Milicic. Oh, no. That was a basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grinkarov or something. We're just going to call him Darko because <laughs> I don't know how to say his last that name. That sounds racial. It uh, does. Well, okay. Let's just call him <laughs> the Macedonian tennis right. player and we'll just go from there. So, DG. How about that? There we'll call go. him DG from Macedonia. Jumped. He waded into tennis Twitter, not near the backlash <laughs> that uh, I and others received, but he was he was um, you know completely politically correct and saying all the proper things and piling on to tennis Angren. Okay, so everyone was applauding this fellow with no no personal knowledge of tennis Angren, or do we know? Like, have they played or? Oh, I don't know. Just okay. Well, I do know, but I'll tell you in a minute. You'll okay. know why I don't know, but I do. <laughs> so this went on, even to the point where a one, a Serena Williams, followed DG okay. from Macedonia, and everybody was praising him and saying, "I can't wait to." Apparently, he was in, he was injured, and so he's coming back. I see. So everybody's James Blake. Oh, I can't wait till you get back on the tour and, you know, others. And, and you know, I don't know if my man BG Tennis Nation jumped in. I don't know. Um, but on the tour being a very loose term, seeing as I've never heard of this player. Right. So he was coming back. Now, what he's coming back from was he was in a coma. Oh, geez. Right. That's big deal. Right. That's some heavy stuff. <laughs> so he was being praised and lauded and. Macedonia, not a big country. Right. Not a lot of athletes. <laughs> Maybe you're a basketball player you just mentioned. I don't know. <laughs> well, he even got some time on television and with uh, you know sports people being interviewed. A whole it was a whole big shitstorm. <laughs> he was try- apparently he was uh trying to get on Ellen as in the talk show, you know. <laughs> I was going to say why do I feel like this is turning in an Negative direction. <laughs> oh, it's gonna. <laughs> well, after all of that praise and accolades and all the well-wishing, come to find out, old DG, Mr. Darko Gernikov or Grinkarov from Macedonia, he exists. Let's just say that. Okay. But I nothing, was questioning that part. But nothing he said or did had any validity to it. He's only People have only been able to find... The slightest bit of <laughs> evidence that he even plays tennis. <laughs> so there's there's things where so basically James Blake's comment was completely just made up when he said "can't wait to see you back" because he's never seen him before. Well, I think he meant coming back, and you know, right. hopefully you have a good career. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of that. Like you're so woke, I can't wait for you to be a great <laughs> tennis player right. too. Um, and, and it has a lot to do with everybody bitching that the men's tour is sexist and racist, yeah. even though it's 
players from around the world, <laughs> from every right. country, every skin tone. Um, but the sexist part, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, and that's because they don't drag the women's tour along with them everywhere they go, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a whole separate issue. So, anywho, so yeah, so, so where Rothenberg, not the quarterback, but the tennis <laughs> writer, where Ben Rothenberg comes in is he wrote an article for Slate dot com, which I don't even know what that is. I thought they sold fireplace, you know, <laughs> decorations. So he wrote an article um, in the uh, what do you call that? You got the title, and then what's the thing right below the title, and then you have the article. Oh, not the headline. The one right below the headline. Oh, just is it a byline? Yeah, caption or whatever. Anyway, it's so it's a Macedonian a journalism degree too. <laughs> yeah, why not? A Macedonian <laughs> tennis racket is the title. And then right below that, how a 20-year-old from the land of fake news tricked Martina Navratilova, Serena Williams, and the BBC. <laughs> he was on the BBC, did wow. an interview with the BBC. Um, so I, I'm not going to go into reading the whole article. You can find it on Slate. It was on February 12th. Um, but yeah, basically, apparently Macedonia is the home of fake news. <laughs> Li- really fake news, where like right. they they have a bunch of fake Twitter, you know, people and bots or whatever attention their country or no, 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 no. for anything. Okay. Like they farm it out. Like if all of a sudden you want to be the next Darko, we can put Corey on, (laughs) you know, hire them. And all of a sudden the story is going to, it's like your backhand never existed. (laughs) Um, yeah. So can't wait to see your backhand back on the tour. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's like one I've never seen before. It must be amazing. Um, so yeah, the upside is his Twitter followers probably skyrocketed. Um, I did not follow <laughs> DG, the Macedonian fraud. Um, so yeah, so there you go. So that just gives you some sense. It makes me feel, I felt pretty good anyway, but I feel, you know, vindicated might be too strong a word, but about getting hammered on Twitter and me actually not caring right. whatsoever. It just shows you that, oh, Hey. We just had a fake professional tennis player who's coming back to the tour out of a coma. <laughs> there were there were there were instances, and again, all this, everything I'm telling you, uh, I get no credit. I did no research. It was Ben <laughs> Rothenberg and his um, February 12th article in Slate. So Slate. he, so the guy himself is a tennis player, but not a professional. Right. Right. Okay. And, and there were there were there were um, there were some indirect, you know, evidence that. He lied. For instance, I played so and so in a tournament, and that tournament was going on during the same time that actual player he said to play was playing in the main draw of another tournament. Um, well, and the ATP website gets pretty deep in the rankings. So well, that's you the can other look thing. People up from 15 years ago. Well, that's why I don't understand how any of this got past first base. Right. Because it's like, oh, okay, there's a spelling of your name. Let me go to the ATP database yeah that's generally the first thing i do when i see a player i hadn't heard of i'm like oh i wonder what his ranking is or you know what his results are like me for instance right i'm on there i'm on the <laughs> atp website um and not i didn't pay for an ad i'm actually on the uh how i got there is a whole nother story right but uh yeah so how fantastic is that i mean that is just <laughs> astounding he's on the bb effing c which just incur is going to encourage people to do more stuff like that because look at the, it look at the right. notoriety that he got. Well, you know, here's what, and maybe it's happening in other countries and not here because it's not as a big big deal in right. tennis here in America. But I already see, you know, people trying to stir up controversy about racism or sexism with other sports. Right. Um, you know, 
NFL, basketball, you know, top four, you know, sports, right. our main sport. I don't hear that with tennis. No. Maybe I haven't been following tennis Twitter closely enough, <laughs> um, but it's starting to happen in tennis, and that's bad. Well, and you remember, like, our number one player in the world at the time. Jack Sock? <laughs> Not our number one. Oh, the oh, real oh. number one. Oh. You know, it was it was pretty well known that he was having an affair and if that like you said if that was nba or novak Djokovic last year but if you had you know nba or nfl and somebody that would have been all over the news for weeks that's why they hate novak Djokovic (laughs) so much but you didn't hear about that nearly as much as you do in other sports i don't recollect i vaguely now that you say it i vaguely um remember that well it certainly yeah it certainly wasn't talked about on tennis you know broadcasts it was talked about you know like you said newspapers and i'm sure rothenberg talked about it and but this kind of what you brought up leads me to something i want to talk about too oh god <laughs> oh no go ahead. sorry what? but you know this week there was a lot of talk in sports about athletes giving their opinions on politics right. and things right and i just want to know what your stance was on that because tennis sangren is obviously taking a lot of heat for his views which he I, didn't give Currently, he wasn't on the court right during changeovers on the mic. There is no mic on changeovers, as we figured out. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? During his match, it it was all on his Twitter, which nobody cared about before when he yeah. was you know 398 in the world or whatever the hell he was. But now that he had a run, um, yeah. So I do have an opinion, but let me update you. Sam Query's up a set in the finals against Kevin Anderson. He's down 3-0 in the second. Nice. So who beat Nishikori? Who's Nishikori? Because <laughs> I didn't. I knew he was in the semis. I didn't realize he lost. I don't know who he played. He must have played one. Uh, of those Kevin two Anderson beat him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. In uh, in three uh, three sets. I'm so glad my fantasy tennis player can win all these tournaments that it mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sam Query uh, in the finals against Kevin Anderson. Yeah, so, that's got to be a thrilling match. And it's only two fifty, so I'm not going to disparage the draw. <laughs> all right. I mean, no, that's a fine. I mean, that's yeah, a that's decent right for a two fifty. That's got to be normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So basically, what you're getting at is about NFL players kneeling or right or, or LeBron whatever. was you know talking wearing wearing the shirt like w- during warmups or whatever. Well, the two questions I have is: should they be allowed to do that, or should they do that? And do you care? what their political opinions are. I don't. I don't either. Care whatsoever. And that's what I think is well, funny here, about it. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Here's the thing. So first of all, should they be allowed to? Well, it depends on what you mean. So if if you're talking about the foot NFL players kneeling within the, basically within their office in the building of the company they work for, right. i.e. the sideline of a stadium for the football team that pays them, that's up to the owner. And if the owner says no, or the league actually has some standing in that case as well, and if either one of those in that case said no, then no, they should not. Right. And they should. And I agree with you. Yeah. They should. Now, I don't. If a player kneels down for the greatest cause in the whole entire planet, it still doesn't matter. He is an employee of that team and or, you know, to some degree with the league, and he's got to abide by those rules. Now, if he has the exact same opinion, talking about the exact same, you know, uh, issue, and does it at, you know, four oh one Eastern time, 
in other words, right when their NFL right. game's over, he comes out of the locker room and he's done, then he can talk about it all day. And I'll buy 10 jerseys if I like him as a player. Right. It won't matter to me at all. It just, people scream about free speech, but last time I checked, the Steelers aren't Congress. And that's what free speech is about, yeah. is that the government can make no law. And none of us can walk into our job and scream whatever we want, you know. Right. You well, know, I but, do, but that's... <laughs> well, what I think is... The other thing I was thinking about driving up here is, you know, we've all praised Billie Jean King and Arthur Ashe and Muhammad Ali for their amazing, you know, social issues they raised and supported some. Just curious why that's different now. I feel well, like I think it's only in relation... Most of it is in relation to the NFL. I mean, basketball is hugely popular, but, I mean, football still eclipses it. Right. And certainly when football's going on and basketball's in the early regular season, nobody cares. So we were talking about playoffs, and so it was getting yeah. all hot and heavy, that whole issue. So, again, if LeBron wears a T-shirt during shoot-around, you know, and his team doesn't care, right. then I don't care. Now, if his, his if the owners of Cleveland don't say anything because they're scared of the PC backlash – well, that's an issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, the bottom line is he couldn't come out in a, a Warriors shirt. Right. A Golden State Warriors yeah. shirt, right? I'm pretty sure people would have <laughs> something to say about that, you know, but... Well, well, and I think it depends, too, if it's a political issue or a social issue. You know, I think if he comes out with a F, you know, Trump shirt... Right. That's not a social issue. That's a political issue. Whereas if he comes out with, you know, end world hunger, you know, that's a social issue. Right. Well, at this point, it's all tied into Trump. Well, that's what it's I mean. all right. It's all wrapped up, and it's all mayhem. Um, I don't see. That's the whole thing. As long as it's not, as long as players don't expect to be able to use a platform that isn't theirs, right. To do it. Outside of that, I don't care if they don't expect the team just to let them do whatever the hell they want while wearing their jersey. Then that's fine. As long as they can abide by the rules of their company, as it were then they can do it outside that all the time. And guess what? They're going to have an even louder voice. I mean, because think about this. Think about a San Diego Chargers and, you know, a Cleveland Browns game. Right. Who the hell's watching that shit right. show? Right. So you can – the whole team could do cartwheels down <laughs> down the field, you know, naked. to pro to, – naked, <laughs> and that'd be – to protest something, and nobody would see it. Nobody right. would care. Right. But you take the same San Diego Chargers, same Cleveland Brown, and – during, you know, they go on, you know, Mike and Mike or whatever the hell that new disaster of a show. They, uh, sorry, they might want us to comment, you know, be the tennis hour. So I didn't mean that. No, Mike and Golik is awful. Yes. Or Wingo and whatever yeah. the hell it's called. I don't know. Uh-huh. But anyway, so, but if they, if, but if they go on, you know, a radio show or a tennis podcast or, you know, or on ESPN or, or something like that, their audience is a lot more people are going to see what they're saying. And guess what? I'll be like, oh, good for them. They, they've got an issue. They've got a passion about a certain thing. Go do it. But it, it's it's not wrapped up in all this free speech bullshit because they think people are prohibiting free speech because they're not they're not letting them stand up, you know, right. kneel during the national anthem in the middle of a football game. Well, and I think people have more respect for anybody that produces an opinion when it's productive. If you're just saying, you know, some this sucks or you know, I hate this person, that's not really doing anything. Well, and It's drawing attention to the issue, but that's about well, the only thing. Regardless of what you feel about 
Trump or Republicans or what you feel about Democrats or if it was election time or Hillary right. but, and then other Democrats now or whatever. If you are just flying off at the handle talking about how everybody's evil and, you know, whatever, then first of all, you sound like an idiot. Second of all, you probably really don't know what you're talking about. And and third, you're making everybody tune out. Right. And so you're really not doing anything. But that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, like I said, I mean, Le- LeBron James actually is in a in a more recent kerfuffle with um a a TV host on Fox. Right. Did you hear about yeah, that? I did. So yeah, that's so what made me think about this issue. Right. So Laura Ingram is a com- she had her own radio show or does or do, I don't know, I guess she still does. You know, she's a conservative talk show host for that and then now she has a a TV show. And she wrote a book way back. Now I, you know, I was watching Sports Center. They were talking about it last night, but she wrote a book way back called uh, "Shut Up and Sing," which basically it was her appeal to Hollywood to stop yapping about stuff you vapid morons know nothing about right. because during all, award shows and any other right, time. right, just basically just shut up and do your job. Shut up and act. Shut up and sing. Shut up and Whatever. So she made a comment on her show, apparently, I didn't see it, but again, Sports Center, um, where she said, shut up and dribble right. to LeBron. I guess it was directed to LeBron because yeah. he responded. And, and you know, to some degree, there was a kind of a knee-jerk, Twitter-based type probably reaction that that was a racist comment, right. which is stupid on its face because you're just assuming because you can dribble a basketball, you're black. <laughs> so now who's a racist? Right. But no, it was it was a play on the on the book she wrote years and years ago before LeBron was even in the league. No, that's probably, he's been in the league forever. <laughs> but you know, so it was shut up and sing. Except he doesn't sing. Well, he might sing. I'm sure he's got a lovely baritone <laughs> voice. But he dribbles right. a basketball or dunks or whatever else he does. So it was just a play on that. And you know, I don't care either way. I mean, he has a right to not shut up and right. dribble. He's got a right to say stuff, but. She has a right to say he's an idiot for doing it. Well, and the only thing that I criticize people for is they they always want people to shut up when they're not agreeing with their opinion. <laughs> you know, depending on what he said, I don't think she would have had a problem with it necessarily. But you know, I think it, it, it you know it's we all say that, but we all also do that. Like, oh, sure. Like we're talking about basketball and politics right now and it's a tennis podcast so well but i think if we bring it back to yeah you know because i think tennis was you know certainly with billy jean king and others was a vehicle through which social change was made and i think as an individual again it's i don't think outside of the battle of the sexes which is on court right and it was for that purpose outside of that i don't know the billy jean king during the middle of her matches Right was ma- on changeovers, was waving a banner for the ERA, which is the Equal <laughs> Rights Amendment, which yeah. you know, back in the seventies. You know, well, well, yeah, the point is to use your celebrity status, whether it's you know before or a- or after your career, during or after your career, to enact change. And just by talking about things, you're not doing that much. Well, maybe it depends on what you're saying, and it depends True. on what the issue is. I mean, you know. So LeBron is talking about don't, hands up, don't shoot. You know, or he was back then. That right. was like that first, like one of the shirts. Or yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I can't breathe. Oh, right, so right. the guy with in New York yeah. that was choked to death. Right. You know, um, and whatever that was, selling cigarettes or something. I I, I don't understand how you sell cigarettes. I thought stores <laughs> sold cigarettes, but I don't know. Um, 
Well, actually, everybody's going to no smoking. Like statewide places are I going to smoke, which um, you know, I can't stand sitting in places where they smoke. But anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Nobody gets needs to be choked to death for that. <laughs> but you know, so that was the very kind of first thing I think we saw. Yeah. He was wearing that, but apparently the hands up thing was not true. The witness that said that came back later in court and recanted and said that's not what happened. He was charging the cop. So if if LeBron comes on and just starts talking about hands up, don't shoot, or they're using that as a chant for a protest, right. then it's it's about the fact that it doesn't make sense and you're not doing anything for the benefit, like you're talking yeah. about, the benefit of the of the cause because you're just reciting a lie, and there we have it. Um, and so, you know, I individual sports are different too because you are your own. You don't have a team to sort of like, not embarrass is the wrong word, but right. like put in a position to have to deal with issues from both sides. Right. And so an individual is really taking all the risk on themselves, which is why I think Ali and Billie Jean King and others, you know, I think it's more impressive because they're their they're own company, so to speak. And so now they're putting their brand on the line for a cause they believe in, which I think is way more brave than just having a contract that right. is guaranteed for a billion dollars. That's a word. That's a number <laughs> for a billion dollars, and and then just saying whatever you want in press conferences and saying easy stuff. That's like, yeah, there should be no more racism. Right. No shit. <laughs> well, and I do understand what she's saying, which is, you know, if that that we shouldn't be relying on athletes to to get our political opinions, our political knowledge, but coaches maybe <laughs> just yeah. on podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. All right, good. But yeah, I just I think she's implying that we all need to you know gather the information and get our own opinions. Obviously, no, which I, I agree I, with. I think she's saying based on the fact that she researches political issues for a living and has a radio and a TV show that what he's saying is ill-informed, right, and vapid, and really probably counterproductive, except to people who are just blindly saying, "Oh yeah," like you said, F Trump or. Right. You know Trump's you know murdering black people in the you know right. basement of the White House, um, you know stuff stuff that's insane that he's you know. Well, and it reminds me of that. Do you remember that uh, telethon they had eight or ten years ago? I don't remember what it was for, but they had Mike Myers and Kanye West, and Mike Myers gives this real sincere you know plea for we really need money for this cause, and then they go to Kanye, and Kanye says. President Bush hates black people. And it just yeah. starts with that. And it's like the most hilarious clip to watch because Mike Myers just looks really alarmed all of a sudden. Right. But it's it's the platform that you, you know, say that, things in. Yeah. And now Kanye West is meeting with Trump. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> what so, the hell's going on I mean, in this world? So it's I think having an opinion I have no problem with. Like you said, if you're gonna come out halftime during a game and grab a microphone and talk to the audience, I think there's a lot of issues with that I have, regardless of what your opinion is. Right. Right. I do too. I, I think you're right though that both sides of any issue would not bitch about somebody who's saying you know, right. saying stuff if 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 people were uh Yeah, they would say how brave of him to right, embrace exactly. Trump in spite of all the right. you know, I, current times. Yeah. So I think if you're in a if you're if it's not your platform, then you know, then I'm all for any team saying right. you're gonna be fine or you won't be playing. I mean Jerry Jones or the Cowboys, I mean I hate the Cowboys and everything else, but he was like, you know, it's not happening on right. this team, um, which also I think was also a fake Twitter, by the way. So I <laughs> who knows what there is to know out there. To be honest, it's all just bullshit. Well, and what the NFL did that nobody talked about was they just stopped showing the sidelines during 
the anthems. Right, so which I is, think people were still kneeling, probably which, even in the playoffs. Which is a punk way to do it. They right. should have made a decision, but they're you know another kabillion dollar business, and they didn't want to step into it. Yeah, but so I mean, that's the thing. You, you know, you have to if you don't want to hear these people's opinions, there are ways to not hear them. Yeah, it's just. Uh, but yeah, so I think yes, I have no problem with LeBron in a press conference yapping. Because uh, the press, that they love it. Because right. it's like now we're starting a whole situation and it's on our microphones. Yeah. And I have no problem with Laura Ingram telling him to shut up and dribble. And I have no problem with him saying, no, I'm going to talk and dribble. Yeah, and in terms of politics, I don't think it's the wisest decision for the athletes because you are alienating some percentage of your audience um, if you're making political opinions. But Yeah, but who cares? Right. They're, they already, well, he certainly doesn't. He's got a lot. He's King money. James. He's right. got a shitload of money and whatever else. But uh, that's why I say individual sports are, it's more impressive when you do that. Yeah, so. if Federer were to come out and say something, you know, controversial, it would have a lot of meaning. He would then, he, then he would be the greatest player <laughs> in the history. Well, he's the same way as Pete Sampras. They're right down, you know, just, <laughs> just toe the line. Well, and I heard Keep, on the radio today they were saying had LeBron, you know, never said anything, they would say, man, it's, you know, I can't believe he's not contributing. Well, that's what they issue. said about MJ forever. Right, exactly. My, uh, not Michael Jackson, people. Michael Jordan. <laughs> the real MJ. The greatest of all time, for real. <laughs> is well, that debate's coming soon, too. It already is for but, MJ. Well, yeah, but of course the argument is LeBron can't win without <laughs> going to a super team. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I don't know enough about basketball to care, but uh, no, no, I yeah, I don't uh, put it this way. If we have an interview with an athlete on this podcast and they start yapping about politics, <laughs> I, won't, I don't care. Who cares? Right. Well, what I agree with her is I do not watch any sport or political opinions or, you know, that kind of thing. So I understand what she's saying from that regard. Right. Um. And if there was a lot of that, then I think that would drive people away ultimately. Yeah, and again, but here's the other side is LeBron James is an American and thus covered by the Constitution and he has free speech. So you're wrong, I'm right, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut up and podcast. That's right. <laughs> Good topic. Way to stir up debate yeah. and controversy and now we're going to Call hammer. in. Call in if you hate our guts for any reason. <laughs> well, any other tennis going on? Um out there this week or is that it a bunch of 250s spread all over yeah this will be a slow week again and then we'll start we'll start seeing all right so i don't even know when clay court tennis starts because we got hard court tournaments coming up in march so query won the first set six four he's down five two he's about to serve so <laughs> may six three so let's say let's hang on and let's say anderson wins <laughs> win six three who you calling for the championship oh well anderson's been my guy you know for a while so i guess i'll i'll stay with him all right done I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really don't think don't. Anybody's, anybody Damn does. New York Open. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, all Can right. get a bit more creative name than that? No, that, that says it all. That <laughs> says it all. It's like a video game tournament. Right. Like, it's like a fake name. Like, what, who was it? Oh, um, I remember basketball. They used to have this basketball game back when I was a kid. And you couldn't. It was on Nint regular Nintendo. Double Dribble. Is that what it was? I think it was double dribble, and you had like four teams or something. Uh huh. And it was like one. The mascot was the picture of a lake, but it was not the L.A. Lakers. The red team had some kind of animal with horns, but it was not the Chicago Bulls. I think double Bulls. dribble was the actual think, team. So this might be some lower, even lower end than double dribble, because double dribble had like the Celtics, Lakers, Bulls. I thought 
No, I don't but think they, they did. I don't. Yeah, I think they were. <laughs> I don't. Th- yeah, I think it was just. It looked like it might have been Boston. Oh, maybe. The, maybe you're right. It and was then just it had the some cities. green little, you know, dude. <laughs> I think or whatever. you're right. Actually, it was just the city names. Not the, I just assumed it was, you know, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls. Well, of course you did because <laughs> that's what you should. Right. Yeah, there it is, right there. That's it, right there. <laughs> I'm showing him a picture. Unbelievable. <laughs> I've Nintendo. got Jack Sock and Double Dribble in the same episode. Unreal. I bet you he dominates at video games. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not practicing tennis. Oh, apparently. that's how I was going with he's young. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he wouldn't even know what a Nintendo was. Well, yeah, that's because I'm old as dirt. Um, all right, so uh, the New York Open, a couple 250s uh, went on. So we talked about the the women's tennis uh, was outstanding. The, I mean, one <laughs> of the best weeks for women's tennis that I can remember and I didn't see a, a single ball being struck. Well, and I'm really worried about Halep that she dropped out. So we didn't talk about that tournament that much, but she dropped out after she had a big win, and she had to bail for an injury. So nah, she's tough. I'm wondering what she's that tough. means for her. Well, it was a lingering effects from the Australian Open injury, apparently. Oh wow, that's what they said. So she needs a good. But she'll she'll probably be back. For, she'll probably wait till Indian Wells to come back. Well, we've got um, so we've got a, a big one coming up. Um, in Dubai. So for the women, and then they have so many tournaments that they all play in. And then uh, a five hundred in Rio um, coming up. Clay, presumably. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it is. It's Clay. So, um, yeah, we got to get into Clay season for God's sakes. Please start <laughs> playing on red dirt for the love of God. Start playing on. But clay. they can't because then it's any uh, wells so in Miami. I know <laughs> it should be canceled. So. Um, Clay court season says to me, warm places, hot, sexy cities like, you know, (laughs) on the coast of the Med, the Mediterranean, and there's nothing that I would want more than that sitting in this weather now. Maybe some hot chocolate with some marshmallows. (laughs) Other than that, I can't think of anything more enticing than clay court season. Well, and to draw you all into future episodes, like how compelling the clay court season is with no Federer, <laughs> Nadal coming back. Oh, my God. It's, what do we have to look forward to in clay? Well, that's what we've got to look forward to is please, Nadal, fall apart. Please break <laughs> so other people can have a chance to play. Let me ask this. Would it be exciting if Nadal and Federer go back and forth all year for the number one? It's like, oh, they, you know, Nadal's number one this week and then Federer next week and is that exciting well, here's or does what, it matter? Here's what that's like, okay? Let's say I have a revolver. <laughs> no, that's actually, after what happened in Florida, that's terrible. Yeah. I apologize sincerely. Um, no, it'd be miserable. It'd be miserable. Which one's because less it boring? Because mean anything? Yeah, because yeah. it, it just goes to show you that no one, while mommy and daddy are playing, while the grown-ups <laughs> are playing, all the kids go play right. all your dumb 250s, and nothing's going on. And, yeah, who cares who wins because it's going to be one of them. Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, oh, my God. That is my f- it's depressing. 150th endorsement for your weakest era is that it's always the same four guys. That that, that There can't be. Well, even when two of them are out, it's right. the same two. So it can't be that, you know, they're that much better. I mean, they are, but not because they're so amazing, because everybody else is terrible. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, Pete Sampras, when he's 117 year old, years old, took a stud, young, ponytailed <laughs> fetter to five sets on grass. That right there tells you all you need to know. 
It's not put it this way. That right there at least says, hey, I'm not out of my mind right. saying Sampras is on the same level yeah. as Federer. Yeah. And or even maybe, hey, if Federer played in that era that Sampras dominated in, he wouldn't have dominated Federer wouldn't dominate as much as he is now. Right. So that five set match at least gives you to some degree that sense. Well, and I think if you call this, we always circle back to this argument. If you call this the weakest era ever, so let's just say that it is and there's no debate. You can't, like you said, you can't quantify any of Federer's other results. Like you could say, what about his win percentage? Well, he's playing the weakest era. What about his right. titles? Well, weakest era. Well, that's what I saw on Twitter. Oh, he's going for his 97th title. Who gives a shit? Right. It's just another title stacked up like weeks at on a one, pile of era. shitty tournaments. Like there's no... I mean, the only thing, if he had an incredible record against Nadal, Djokovic, and Murray, who have proven that they're great players because they've won so many slams, right. then you could say, okay, but when he's got a Here's the argument. record against here's, all three of them. Here's what you're telling me. <laughs> here's what you're telling me if that's the case. Michael Jordan is playing in the same era with Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan. Right. Because that's basically what you're saying is Federer is the greatest in the history of the game, and it's amazing. Yeah. You know, on that Twitter thing I I was telling you about that I saw that everybody was praising, one of the people was Djokovic. Yeah. Who has a winning record against Federer. Right. So I don't (laughs) even believe his comments because it's like patting yourself on the back with both hands. That's like the people that I teach that come off and say, God, that was like the best guy I ever played. I said, oh, how'd you? oh, I won. Well, he couldn't have been that great then because you beat him. Right. You're the best right. is what you meant to say because that's what I think. So no, you're right. You're right. Exactly right. How can he be the greatest ever when we've got you know two guys with any records against him right. that are so, playing currently? So I've got a new, uh, a new charge for our listeners. Of course, spread the word on this podcast. But good God Almighty, please, please, please spread the word that, hey, it's not a done deal. It's not locked in that Fetter's the greatest ever. Yeah, or tell us why he's the greatest ever, besides that he's got 20 grand slams. And if he's the greatest ever, then how come the two people that beat him more aren't better than he is? Right. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, because they're younger. He, they, they're, in their, they're in their prime. But he just said dating. he would beat himself right. at his first grand slam level. <laughs> so now yeah. what? Yeah. Sorry, you're not arguing. They're injured. That's I'm why. turning you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you have been. Just working on you. Well, what? luckily I'm not a fan of... Nadal or Djokovic. So One episode at a time. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. I become more and more of a fan of Murray and Djokovic the more and more these two old bastards keep winning. I'm like, please, God, somebody come back and get healthy. Right. Please inject something, animal steroids. I don't care what you do. Just get back on the court and, and break up this monopoly. Well, I would love to see it end up. Murray's out of it. He's too far behind. But if, if better Djokovic, and Nadal ended up all three with 20, or ish, you know, 20, 21, 19, then who's the greatest ever? This is the greatest era of tennis in the history of the universe. <laughs> not only do we have great, great tennis, but we right. have the three greatest players. Yeah. So not only did Sampras get passed by Federer, <laughs> he got leapfrogged by three exactly. of the greatest. The three greatest players in history three all greatest. playing the same you know, exact time. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Or they're just three evenly matched players that are slightly better than everybody else. Hey. Or a lot better than everybody else. Hey. <laughs> that might be it. But we listen. We always have our bellwether. Yes, Jack Sock, number eight <laughs> in the world. Whatever that means to you, <laughs> greatest American. He's a top ten player in the world. So whatever that means in relation to the argument with Federer, you use that and enjoy. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So we hopefully we don't didn't stir up too much controversy and get in too much trouble. But no. uh, 
listen, we're growing out there still, but we need more listeners. The more more listeners we have, the more power we have to cause trouble, and that's what the revolution's about, making this game better out there in America. And uh, and not just, I mean, I don't mean players. This, this podcast is not actually coaching players um, <laughs> on the Pro Tour. But just, you know, making everything better, the the you know, getting the word out about this game and uh and letting everybody know that hey, we have a really good sized fan base, but more importantly it's dead loyal. Right. I mean, way more loyal than other sports, which you know, how how easy is it to to take for granted football? Oh easy. yeah. Right. Any time of the year, any time of the year, you turn on any radio station, sports radio station, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah, drive, anything. It doesn't matter what time of the year. Well, actually, actually, beer and boobs. But, I mean, <laughs> when they get around to talking about sports, it's about football. Right. Uh, and basketball now, you know, basketball's really jumped up in popularity. But uh, but we, we want to keep spreading the news, spreading the word for tennis, and that's what this podcast is about. And listeners, that's what your job is, um, to be the Pied Piper of tennis. I've, I've been saying that forever. Yeah. That, that every person that is in tennis, you have an inherent – duty as a member of the tennis community to be a pied piper of tennis and spread the word um when the more people that show interest in tennis the more you know it comes back and that's it being televised and being talked about and written about and all that yep so do what you can now one thing i do is i obviously i coach so i go recruit and, and watch tennis players but those are people that are already playing right you're coaching getting new people in that come to see you but you're not you know it's not like you're beating the bushes i mean no. you've got membership at your club and all that one thing I do is I go out to elementary schools and do – stop laughing. I didn't even say anything yet. Uh, Can we leave this a tennis place? Yeah, please, please. No, I, I'll go to elementary schools with permission of this district and usually do a background check. Usually. Uh, well, if they ask for one. Uh, I've done plenty of background checks. And I'll go into the PE classes, and most of the time PE teachers aren't equipped both physically. They don't have the – Right. rackets and the nets to to put on any kind of tennis program and they may not be tennis people a lot of people aren't right and so i'll go in and i'll run a, a program all day where i bring out those little nets the foam little tennis balls that don't knock an eye out like right. go fan yeah maybe go fan should play with those uh foam <laughs> might balls. be for the next month or two right um and then the little kid rackets the little 21s and 23 little with the serena picture on them or whatever and we horse around safely. Yeah, uh, horse around, hitting balls around, bouncing up and bouncing down, and just introducing tennis to PE classes. And so, if you're not in the teaching business, you know, coaching, that's that's a lot to ask, of course. But you know, if you have an opportunity to, um, you know, buy a, a cheap racket for some kid that you know that maybe would want to play tennis but doesn't have access, or you know, there's just a lot of things people can do out there to really. Just get anyone you know started or introduced or, you know, whatever uh, to the game. Um, because ultimately, just because it's popular around the world does not mean we give a shit. And if it's not right. popular here, you won't see it on TV. Um, you know, tournaments will start going away. Um, you know, whether it's – obviously, the U.S. Open's not going away. And apparently, the New York Open's not going away, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, but – but smaller tournaments, like we talk about the Challenger Circuit, um, you know, tennis teams in college, whatever the case may be, um, you know, we got to do our part if we want to see this thing not only just stay around but grow. Well, and yeah, people need to see tennis to, you know, get into the kids. I mean, they need to be able to see it, not just from their parents or, you know, they no, need to see people on TV. Yeah. And, oh, this is what, you know, 
pro tennis looks like. This right. is what I can do if I actually play and right. that kind of thing. And we have we have a wealth of talent in terms of coaching out there. And so all that grassroots stuff will keep money in their pockets and keep the 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 economy of tennis healthy in this country. And then ultimately, you know, those those elite coaches that do this for a living and can really develop from a young age players to get up into the ranks and eventually hopefully be just like Jack Sock, <laughs> the number one American in the world. So we can all aspire to be. Uh, Jack, listen, buddy, I'm not, please <laughs> listen. I don't know if you're he's, bigger he's than me. He's turned this off a long time ago. I, I, I don't know if you're bigger than me, um, <laughs> but you're way more athletic at this point. Uh, you're younger, quicker, faster, stronger. Um, please don't beat me up. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of American players, I tweeted. Yeah, I know it's dangerous. I tweeted a replied or whatever you call it to a tweet. So Andy Roddick sent out a tweet. Okay. And it was basically uh, responding to the fact that Tom, who, Tommy Haas, is that who's joining the Champions Tour? Oh, is he? Um, that wouldn't surprise me because he just, he was playing main tour last year. Right. And so Roddick sent out some comment um, saying that, you know, if you, you know, basically saying, oh no, here comes Tommy Haas, you know, you can't be that good and come to the to the you know right. to the senior tour as it were the champions <laughs> Even tour he might be older than Andy Roddick too well it, well well that was the first thing and then um and then so I not that he listened because of course he didn't but then he rep- then I replied to that and said you can't play on the the champions tour if men's tennis still needs you <laughs> and so uh because uh how awesome would it be right now current form to have Andy Roddick back on the men's tour. Yeah. That would add a lot. Now, would he be number one in the world? No. Would he be number five? Maybe not. No. I'm pretty sure he can beat Jack Sock. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Tommy Haas beat Federer within the last year. Right. Which there's not many people that could say that. Right. So now if Roddick beats Haas <laughs> on the tour, does that mean he's got an indirect win over Federer now? That's about officially? the only, only way he could get a win over hey, Federer. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I've turned on Andy Roddick. Man. I remember Let that. me tell you something, that. man. You get, don't underestimate that cat, man. I'm telling you. Hall of Famer. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so um so I'm officially so talking about talking about political movements. I'm officially starting the bring Andy back, not Murray. Bring the <laughs> American, bring Andy back uh to the men's tour. Well, and that, by the way, would be a way to quantify your argument if in 20 years we have, you know, five guys from 20, 2002 to 2020 in the Hall of Fame and from the 90s we've got 10 or 20. That would kind of tell you a little bit about which year was stronger. Yeah, maybe. Because I can't see any guys besides the big four making the Hall of Fame that are playing now, except for Warinka, I guess. Yeah. Outside of those five, who's making the Hall of Fame that's played in the last 10 years? That silence was my answer. I couldn't think of anybody. Hewitt. No, I'm not. You listen to me. I'm not done. Andy, <laughs> I'm serious. We need to lock this down. Andy needs to come back to the men's tour. Yeah, I mean, he waited too long now, but I wish he would no, have retired when he did. No. He can go, <laughs> he's working out. Well, he's staying fit for the Champions Tour, and he's not hurting his arm or his shoulder because, I mean, come on. Look at the level of play on that thing. And I guarantee he can still break 130 on a serve. Easily. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. he's got the record at 155, I think. Yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm sure he can crack 140. Like I said, his arm's still loose because all he does is horse around on the damn Champions Tour. If he ever <laughs> loses a match. 
And we'll talk about fake news. <laughs> if he ever loses a match to John McEnroe on that damn thing. <laughs> oh, God, it's so well, ridiculous. And I'm not a, not a meme person, as I'm sure you're not either. But that meme that I laugh at every single time is, you know, the, you've got the Kermit with the hood that everybody right. uses, and it's, it's me. Just get the serve in. Me. Andy Roddick's record is 155. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I laugh at that every right. single time I see that. Because that's how everybody I teach does. Like, oh, yeah. important point. Let me hit it as hard as I possibly can. So anyway, so that's my pledge. That's what I'm kneeling down. I would love that. During the anthem four is Andy Roddick coming back. Because <laughs> then we can hear uh, every commentator analyze his game and tell him to do the same exact thing every match and him not do it. Well, listen, first of all, if he starts beating these guys that Fetter's beaten, then you know I win. <laughs> There's, then, then it's done. So basically, I think if, that, if, if he got on a press conference and said, you know what, I've been training really hard, I've been hitting with some – some guys that uh, used to play on the Pro Tour and they're keeping me sharp. I'm giving it a run. Right. The first person that's going to be writing a check to Andy for about $27 million is Federer. Yeah. Stay home. Here's your <laughs> – here. listen, stay home. I like, I like all these uh, trophies I have. I'm a little surprised he hasn't come back, at least for some doubles. You know, in the U.S. Open, they would certainly uh, give him a wild card in double. I mean, I know that's not his game. His but volleys suck. I know, but for a Grand Slam, you would think – that would appeal to him somewhat. Right. He's too nice of a guy. I mean, I've never met him. Almost did. I saw him. I was like <laughs> feet from him, but I didn't want to bother him. Um, let that be a lesson to people out there. Leave celebrities alone. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares that you met them. I'm not they, you're right. If you shake Andy Roddick's hand, I'm not smelling your hand. All right? Let it go. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, well, that's why they take pictures of it. So exactly. can see. They don't really care about meeting them. They just care about documenting that they met them. If he came back and was beating guys, if he was top, what what would his ranking have to be that you would say, oh, my God, you're right. This is <laughs> shit. Well, I've era. already said that, but. No, no, but what, right, but if he was top 30, would that just basically lock it in like it's a fact? Yeah, if he got to top 25 or 30, I would be, that would be really impressive on his part, or would it be that he just beat, both. mediocre players so in other words if he comes back he is also the fourth greatest ever <laughs> player in the same era it's incredible <laughs> but think about it how many times did he lose to Federer? i didn't realize it was so many it's oh like my god five in finals yeah holy hell andrew i don't know what his middle name is roddick <laughs> amazing lloyd oh it's a different person <laughs> <laughs> andy come on back men's tennis needs you desperately so uh and guess what he trains right here in texas he lives in austin there you go so he could cha- train, you know. That's been working really well for Isner. Yep. So he lives in Dallas, huh? Yeah. Well, there you go. You drive three and a half hours. <laughs> he can drive up and train hasn't with Isner. Hasn't won a match Isner. since he lived here. <laughs> really? I don't think so. Wow. He needs, uh, what are you going to do? Well, he got married too. That's a disaster for him. Oh, my God. Are you still married? <laughs> oh, well, maybe not after that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, anything else? We dragged this damn thing out long <laughs> enough. Ain't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen again, everybody out there, seriously, pod Piper, not just for this pod, but for tennis, but you know, in real terms, Hey, just the pod, uh, get out there, share it on your, on your social media, tennis revolution, podcast.com. Uh, Twitter is at one zero S R E V tennis rev. And, uh, on that website, you can email us comments. I don't know if I've checked that thing in <laughs> months. Well, I kind of forgot since our break in November, yeah. our off season, uh, kind of forgot. So I need to get back in there and see if it's got all stacked up. Maybe we'll do a listener mail, um, episode. I at some did point. get some feedback that somebody oh, wanted God. us to do that. That's all about, but him. they have to email us for that to happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, in person doesn't count. Right. Uh, yeah, please, please. Uh, yeah. So 
get on the website, give us feedback, check us out on Twitter. Please, please don't hammer me on Twitter for stupid stuff I say. <laughs> Can't handle it. Um, and, uh, Corey, anything? Nope. All right, everybody out there, thanks so much for listening, and uh, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Andy, come back. Come back.